So glad you guys joined us for our Senior High Ablaze Youth Ministries podcast. We really hope this message encourages you and let's check it out. I got a question for you guys. Um, I don't think we're going to do like everybody yell an answer at me, but if you do have an answer, I would love to hear from you. So somebody in the room, I have my answer. Somebody in the room, tell me why. I don't know if it's why we worship or why we serve or why we have a relationship. I guess it could be all inclusive. Why we worship, why we serve, why we have this relationship. Why do you have a relationship with Jesus? Someone tell me. Raise your hand. Anybody? Bueller? Jimmy, I knew you'd be brave, man. Give, everyone give Jimmy a round of applause. Trendsetter, baby! Blaze the trail! Like John the Baptist out in the wilderness saying, follow me, you got this. All right, give me a reason. Why we pray God? Yeah. Because he created us to praise him. Ooh, hey, let me take some notes, all right. Because he created us to praise him. I hear you heard. Sounds good. Anybody else? Why do we have this relationship with him? Why do we worship him? Why, why do we have this joy that we have? Why do we know him? Someone tell me. Give me an answer. Anybody? Don't be scared. All right, Lucas, I see you. Woo, because we love him. Okay, that's a good answer. I like that answer. Yeah, ladies, where are you at? You leaving it to all the dudes over here. Where are you at? Just one more person from this side of the room. We got to try to balance things out just a little bit. Anybody at Reina? Mm, no, no one? <laughs> just kidding. Crown Vic? Someone, just, just say, okay. We'll, we won't put them on the spot. Okay, so I like those answers. I like it because we were created for fellowship. That's really true. You go back to the very beginning in Genesis. It does talk about how God created us for fellowship. He wanted a family. Family is God's design, not man's design. It's God's design. Uh, I love what Lucas said because we love him. But tonight I want to talk about the reason why, uh, you know, when I was thinking about it, and I have these notes. Do you guys realize it's been a month since I've been at youth? Like December 15th was the last time I was here. Almost a month because we had our Christmas party and then we were off for two weeks and then last week I was down at Orange Beach and then this week, it's been a month. So I've been sitting on this message for a month and when I think about this great relationship that we have, now think about this just for a second, you have a relationship with the creator of the universe. Dude, like wow, that just blows my mind. The one who created everything, I get to have this relationship with him. And I was thinking about it, why do I get to have this relationship? Yes, because he created me with for fellowship. Yes, because I love him. But the reason, or I believe the main reason we get to do what we do, the reason why I serve him is because he loves me. He loves me. He created us for fellowship, why? Because he loves us. We get to love him, why? Because he loves us. And what's so cool about this is lots of times the world has its standard for love, but God's standard is so radically different. The world has this standard. If you love me, I'll love you. God, that was not his standard towards you. His standard towards you was, I'm going to love you no matter what. And because of that great love, and when we get a revelation of this, it will change the way we worship. It will change the way we live our lives. When we understand, it brings such a freedom like that song we were talking about. I'll stay in my place. I stay connected to him. You know, I'm not connected to God because I'm afraid I'm going to go to hell. Fear can be a motivating factor, but it's not a lasting motivating factor. You know, uh, we can have all, the reason I stay close to him and connected to him is because I've gained a revelation how much he loves me. Man, and that love has transformed my life. We're going to read some really familiar scripture. You know this one, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world 
Now this is fantastic. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. One day you guys are going to be parents. Well, I can't say that for certain. I don't know everyone's future, but you know, maybe one day you're going to be parents. I have two children. Samuel turns 12 in April. Christian's like 10 or 11, something like that. And you know, it's just to me, the scripture takes on a new meaning because I can't really fathom the thought of putting my son on an altar and killing him for all mankind. The depths and the power of that love is something that I don't know. That level of commitment to say, you know what? I will make this ultimate sacrifice for you before you ever, now this is so cool. Listen to this scripture, John, 1 John 4, 9 through 11, out of the NIV, it says this. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one, and now we're gonna spend some time talking about this tonight, and the reason why is because, listen, we gotta start here. Everything you do for God, everything you do with God, the way you serve him, the way you're faithful to him, the way you run to him and with him, and the way you hold your place is all centered and rooted in the fact that he loves you. I don't serve him out of fear. I don't serve him out of worry. I don't serve him out of regret. I serve him because he loves me. And that love really is empowering. And this is how God loved us, that he showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, now listen to the scripture, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Now, I love that scripture. It says that God sent his son to us before we ever chose him. And with not even a guarantee because you have free will. <laughs> so there's not even a guarantee that you're going to serve him. But God knew how influential and powerful his love was. That he knew that that love would compel mankind to serve and be rooted in Jesus Christ. This love is powerful. And there's a couple things I want to tell you about this love. Number one, it's not performance-based. Just got like three, no, four things. It's not performance-based. Now, I believe when we get a hold of that love, some things in our lives will change to where our performance more lines up with the Word of God. But where it starts is, is I love Him. And since I love Him, I want my life to be like Him. Why? Because He loved me. So it's not performance-based. And I love what Pastor Mark, when he was talking about love evolution, there's nothing you can do to increase God's love towards you. There's nothing you can do to increase it. Right now, that love towards you is unconditional. It's everlasting, and you can't be separated from it. Unconditional. There's not many people in this world that their love to you is unconditional. Maybe your parents. You know, even like friends and boyfriends and girlfriends, that love is conditional. Right? Amen. Think about it. That love's conditional. With friends, boyfriends, and girlfriends, right? If you do something wrong or you make a mistake, sometimes they falter and they wave in their love. I was talking to a student the other day. I won't name their name because it could be embarrassing, but they were in a relationship, and that relationship ended, and they told me, well, I lost my feelings for this person. Well, what does that mean? Their love was conditional. It, it was based on certain conditions, and when those conditions were no longer applicable, then they just lost those feelings. 
my response to him was, well, you never had them to begin with because that's not something you lose, <laughs> you know? It's not something you find and lose. It's not like a shoelace, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's just, anyways, moving on. <laughs> God's love is not conditional. God's love is not performance-based. Romans 5.8 says, but God proves his love to us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's powerful. Why you were a sinner, at your lowest of lows, your dirtiest of dirtiest, your, your, your biggest mistake, whatever it is, at that place, he still loved you. And guess what? He still loves you today. Everyone say, God loves me. Why are we talking about this? Because it's powerful. This will set you free. When you figure out how much God loves you, you no longer need the approval of men. This is why, you know, we're going to be doing a series about worship. But worship starts in this. When you know he loves you, then you'll want to serve him and you'll want to worship him and then you won't care who's watching because all you want to do is return that love that he first extended to you, right? So when I worship in this place, this has just been on my heart, so that's why it's coming out about worship and praise and how we present ourselves to God. When I'm in here worshiping, yes, it's about the songs and yes, it's about that, but it's really about Robert returning his love back to the one who first loved him. Dude, when I think about that, how he loved me while I was a sinner, how he loved me no matter what I said, no matter what I did. And then I think about that, wow, you can love me like that? Well, then surely I can return my love to you. And so when I come in here and I'm lifting my hands and I'm jumping and I'm singing and I'm dancing, it's not about what everyone else is around me is doing. It's just, am I returning my love back to him? So that love is not performance-based. Titus 3, 5 said he saved us, not by the righteous deeds we had done, but according to his mercy through the washing of the new birth, the renewal by the Holy Spirit. And so there it is again. It's not because of the righteous deeds you did. This is a free gift given to us. So his love is not performance-based. Number two, it's unconditional. Ephesians chapter two, verses four through five says this. And because, but because of this great love, everyone say it's great love. Oh, say it loud. Great love. Because of this great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by the grace that we have been saved. You remember the prodigal son. You know, pastors have been talking about him, and we know that story. He wanted all the riches, and he wanted all these things. It's just like what Noah was talking about. The prodigal son, his focus became the wealth. And when his focus became the wealth, he got away from his father. He changed his focus and it ruined his life. This is why it's important for us to focus on Jesus, right? And he went out there and he squandered his wealth. He squandered his riches. The Bible said he, said, he, he, he spent them on prostitutes and hookers and gambling and this and that. And then when he found himself with the pigs, what did he say? I can go back to my father. What does that mean? Even in his mistake, he had a revelation of the love of his father because he knew I can always come back. That love's unconditional even in my mistake. Why is it important for you to remember this? Because lots of, in life, you're gonna make some mistakes. Listen to me now, we don't try to make mistakes, but you're gonna make a mistake. And when you make that mistake, if you know God loves you, instead of running away from him, you'll run to him. When you make a mistake, God's not mad at you. It's good news, right? You know, I used to have dogs and, uh, you know, one dog, <laughs> this is kind of a gross story, he, he had cancer and we didn't know it. And because he had cancer, he couldn't control his bowels. And so, like, we'd come home from work and, dude, it would be really gross. I will spare the vivid details of it for you. But I remember one time, Rachel and I were out of town and Cody was dog sitting for us. 
and Bailey, our chocolate lab, his bowels just were released all over the house. In our bedroom, on our blankets, on our walls, on our pillows, <laughs> on our clothes. And part of it was because he was mad that we left, but also part of it was no one knew it. He was dying from cancer. And so sometimes he would just go everywhere. And, but what's interesting about this is when he would do that, he knew it was a mistake, even though he couldn't control it because we had trained him when you go to the bathroom outside. And so every time he would have this accident, when I would come home, he would just, he would hide. You know, and he would have this, this, this beat puppy dog look on his face and he would hide in the kitchen and he'd be so afraid of me. And normally when I would come home, my dogs would be so happy, they would come running to me, they'd jump on me, and they were big labs. They weighed 100 pounds each. I mean, they were big dogs, and they were muscular, and they were strong. But whenever he would make a mistake like that, he would hide. And he'd be so timid and so shy. And I feel like sometimes that's the way we view our relationship with God. I've made this mistake, so since I've made this mistake, I need to hide from him. And since I made this mistake, I shouldn't go to church. Since I made this mistake, I'm no longer worthy to worship. Remember what we talked about first. This is not performance-based, so it doesn't matter if you're worthy or not worthy. Jesus said, yes, you are worthy. Just worship me, right? And so we can't have that dog mentality where we make a mistake and then we just hide. We tuck our tail between our legs. Hopefully none of you have a tail. But we tuck our tail between our legs, and then we just go hide in the corner. That's not the mentality God wants you to have. His love is unconditional. So even when you make a mistake, you should come right to God. Right to God and say, you know what? I messed up, but I know you still love me. And since you still love me, I can be forgiven of this. I ask you to forgive me. And boom, you just start fresh and start new. Can I get an amen? Amen. And that'll really help you on Wednesday nights because instead of coming in here with a defeated mentality, you'll come in here with a victory mentality. Instead of coming in here thinking, oh my gosh, I made so many mistakes, I can't worship tonight. You need to come in here thinking, oh my gosh, my God loves me so much, I get to worship him tonight. And it's all about perspective and mentality. His love is unconditional. Amen. So just come in here every single Wednesday. Tomorrow when you go to school, keep this on your brain. My God loves me. And it's unconditional. And there's no escaping from it. I love that too. You know, the scriptures say that you can't, even go, uh, you can't even go to hell to get away from the love of God. The Bible says that his love fills, every, it's everywhere and it fills everything. Amen? So it's unconditional. It's everlasting. That means his love towards you is never going to change. It's everlasting. Jeremiah 31, hallelujah. Verse 3 says this, The Lord has appeared unto the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. And then finally, the last thing is you cannot be separated from it. We don't have time to read it, but over there in Romans, it talks about, you know, you can't be separated. No, no angel, no demon, no power. It talks about this in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 35 through 39. It says, Heaven and hell cannot separate you from the love of God. There's nothing that can happen that can separate you from this love that he has for you. Now you can choose to walk away from it, but nothing will separate you from it. Amen? That's why we serve him. That's why I worship him. And I remember this over in the book of Corinthians. David, if you want to come down and play real quick. It says this, that what? That love never, his love never, so what does that mean? If I have a revelation of God's love and his love never fails, that means I'll never fail. Because I'm engulfed in his love. I'm surrounded by his love. And my life is going to be a success because he loved me. Dude, this is powerful stuff, guys. When you get a revelation of how much God loves you, it changes everything. You'll no longer walk into any situation with a negative attitude because you realize God loves me. Right? 
you know, and uh, the most fresh thing on all of our memory has to be right now probably COVID. Two years of this stuff. But you know what? Even going into COVID, when everything started locking down and I was driving up to church on a Sunday morning and it was a ghost town because even though everybody stopped working and everybody was in their house, we were still running as a church. And so small partage of the staff, we would still come here. And it was a ghost town and no one was in the building and no one was on the streets. But guess what? As I was driving down the street, I had this overwhelming victory because even with this nasty thing staring me in the face, I remembered this, God loves me. And since God loves me, even this thing won't be able to defeat me. Come on, guys, you know this scripture, with God before me, who or what can be against me? <laughs> See, you, you have this great love that he loved you with, that he's ministered to you. And this is why the Bible says nothing is impossible to those who believe. Do you want to know why no nothing? Do you know why nothing is impossible to you? Because God loves you. And in him, just like scriptures say, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. There's nothing you will face in this world that can overcome you. And the reason why it won't overcome you is because God loves you. Dude, I wish we could just understand this. The creator of the universe is on our side. Amen? If you would, close your eyes and bow your heads real quick. <clears throat> I pray that this just encouraged you tonight. And this is what I ask, that you leave here tonight understanding this. Every battle, every enemy, you have victory because God loves you. We've entered in, as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, just listen to what I'm saying, we've entered into a new season. It's not a season of victory because we already have the victory. It's a season of celebrating the victory that Jesus has given us. And the reason we're celebrating that victory and the reason why we have victory is because he loves us. It's that simple. And so we're going to celebrate that love. We're going to celebrate how much Jesus loves us week in and week out. We're going to rejoice and we're going to celebrate because the creator of the universe, he loves me. And since he loves me, nothing is impossible. I can do all things. Oh, it's so powerful. I can do all things. This struggle and this temptation on the inside of me, whatever it is, I can overcome it because God loves me. This depression or this self-pity, I can overcome it because God loves me. This insecurity and this self-doubt, I can overcome because God loves me. This lack of this and this lack of that, I can overcome because he loves me. Whatever it is, this sickness, this disease, I can overcome because he loves me. Your victory is rooted in his love for you. Never forget how much your God loves you. It's not complicated, don't complicate it. It's not complicated, so don't complicate it. God loves you. Father God, I pray for these students tonight. I thank you that you help us grow in this revelation <laughs> that the all-powerful supreme being of the universe, he loves us. He cares for us. 
about every detail of our lives. And I thank you that a revelation of that love sets them free from anything that's been struggling or that they've been struggling with in their life, sets them free from any worry, any concern, any fatigue, whatever, your love. And so right now by faith, I extend that love to them and I thank you that they receive it by the grace of the Most High God. Let's just take a moment right here and just receive from his love. Let your heart and your mind just focus on him. What a love. What a love. Hmm. I thank you, Father, that you love me. And you still love me today. And you'll still love me tomorrow. It's not like any relationship I've ever known. So I thank you, Father God, that you hold them by your love. And I pray that you just begin to perfect everything that concerns them. And somebody in the room is asking, well, how can God perfect this for me? It's because he loves you. Well, how can he work this out for my good? It's because he loves you. Receive that love, walk in that love, have confidence in that love, believe in that love. What is his love? And I'll finish with this. It is a commitment. By the sacrifice of Jesus, God has committed himself to your success. He's committed himself to your righteousness. He's committed himself to perfecting everything that concerns you. Let him be faithful to his commitment. Let him be true to his commitment by giving him access to your life. And when you say, here am I, here am I, when you give yourself to that relationship, you're giving God access to be true to his commitment to you. I thank you for it. It's in your wonderful name that we pray. Jesus' name, amen. Really hope you guys enjoyed that service. Come back next week to check out another podcast and be sure to follow us at We Are Ablaze.